and uh, we welcome Dr. Andrew Corbett uh, onto the airwaves right now. G'day, Andrew. Good morning, Karen. Great to be with once you once again. again. You brought yes. in some good weather with you. Well, it's clearing up, isn't it? Yes. It, actually, we, we had some very good friends of ours over on Sunday who are from okay. Iowa. Okay. And they were marvelling at the the weather here in Tasmania. And, and our winters can be like this. Yes. You know, sunny. And for the best part of the day, sunny and pleasant. Uh, you know, we're still not sunbaking, mm. but it's still very pleasant. And look at this day. You know, you wake up in the morning, you see the fog, you see the mist, and you know it's going to be a sunny day because yeah. there, there we go. We've got the slight temperature inversion. The rest of the day can only get better. Exactly. And isn't it gorgeous? What, what a great place to live. We are so blessed, Cameron, I reckon, to yep. live here in Tasmania. One of the the things I really want to talk about, and it kind of flows on with a whole bunch of other things that we've been talking about these Wednesdays, because if if people have been listening, they they will hear a thread, they'll hear a theme, and a a part of what we're talking about is the the issues that will help us as a state, and I I think we need to have a, a vision for our state that not just looks at our economy, as important as that is, and I don't want people to misunderstand me when I say that. I'm not saying, you know, let's hang the hang the economy, let's just party. I'm, I'm certainly not saying that. Yeah. What I am saying, though, is that the economy is just one of the plates we have to have spinning on mm. the bamboo pole. We, 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 have, we have other factors. In fact, I'm going to argue we actually have equally important if not more important in fact i think they're more important factors than the economy and in effect the our economy is the result of these things it's not the driver of these things now i know that there are people that say and i understand this and they're called economic rationalists that if you you know fix your economy everyone will be happy if you fix the economy society will get along with each other if you fix the economy you know people will just have a a better state of mind a better state of soul and everything will improve i i actually i I disagree with that i actually see it almost exactly the opposite in other words when when you can fix the issues that hold a society back when those issues that fragment a society when you can deal with those when you can deal with the deepest conditions of the human heart and soul when you can deal with issues such as we're going to talk about today and the other issues that we've been talking about i just you know recap some of the issues that we've been talking about over the last few months that that really affect what we do here in tasmania Mm. issues of integrity issues of of diligence these these sorts of things if we can begin to reinvent or or even calibrate our culture because i don't think these are foreign ideas but these are lost ideas these are ideas that we once held dear and I think we need to recapture them. We live in an age where people push the word progressive. You know, we want to move on. We want to leave behind the past. Well, I'm actually saying, hang on a minute. Before you take down a fence, first find out why it was put there. In other words, before you abandon a value, find out why it was a value in the first place. And we're, we're going to deal with one of the big values in a moment, and that's being respectable. And it's not just something that affects us individually. I I really believe this will have a direct bearing on our state. We we have an economy that is in to to, 
to understate it, Cameron, mm. deep trouble is is a gross understatement of where our state economy is at at the moment. Uh, the, the 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 state debt, you know, you can you can you can play word games with it, but it's mm. it's still phenomenal. Yeah. And to think that per capita where we're at is is I, I just think it's it's scary. It's it's unacceptable. We need to fix it. But it's but here I want to come back to what I was saying before. It's it's not that you address that first. There's there's some fundamental issues here that that need to be addressed in our state, and these have to do with the values that we hold dear as a culture and society. So we we've been dealing with issues of integrity, and I'm going to bring this word up because it's linked with our discussion this morning. But integrity is being it comes from the word integer. You know, in maths, we hear of integer, a whole number. It's not a, a number and a fraction or a half number. It's a, a whole number. Mm-hmm. So being a person of integrity is being a whole yes. person, which essentially means you're not a divided person. You're not someone who is, you know, with these group of people, you're this way. With this other group of people, you're a different way. But you're, you're a whole person. Who you are out of the spotlight is who you are under the spotlight. And I'm saying that to be people of integrity, we there, there are other words that make us a whole person and should make up us as a whole person. And those words include honesty. We, we need honesty and we need those little cultural exercises of honesty. You know when the checkout chick gives you that one or two dollars extra in the change that she accidentally gave you, what do you do? Walk out of the, the shop and, and do a Toyota jump? Go, yeah, you know, I... <laughs> Yeah, did not score, or <laughs> yeah. or do you show a little bit of integrity, a little bit of honesty, and say, "Excuse me, I, I'd love to take this, but you just give me two or three dollars more than than you should have given me." You, you just take that back. And generally, whenever I've done that, and and look, this happens all the time because we're all human. This yeah. this will happen. Yeah. Generally, the 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 checkout personnel will say, "Oh, thank you. Oh man, I'm mm. just I just had a bit of a brain fade or whatever." And Thank you so much for that. I would have been in so much trouble at the end of the day if my register had been out or yes. whatever. And so... <clears throat> well, if you put that on the other foot and they give you not enough change... Oh, don't you? Oh, oh hello. People explode. Hello. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. So, you know, it's, it's only the right thing to do. Really. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, this leads to the other word that I think is a, that is that should be built into integrity. Again, I'm going to bring it into our discussion this morning as well. And it's the word courtesy. Yeah. Uh, we we were talking about how if we can get uh, salespeople to recognise the the high calling of mm. selling that mm. you know selling is seen as a dirty word here and it, it's it it shouldn't be selling and uh, salesmanship is a is a craft it's an art it's a high calling businesses simply cannot function without well trained salespeople selling is really helping. And we have this concept of selling as forcing and manipulating and tricking people into buying things that they can't afford and don't want. But that, that is selling without integrity. Selling with integrity is simply somebody who is helping somebody to buy what they want, what they need, what they can afford. And if we can begin to you know rethink that, we can put some integrity into selling. And customer service, we, we dealt with this one just the other day that when when we develop a service culture i'm here to serve you and we cameron quite frankly we don't do that well 
we we just we we have look there's lots of great things about being australian and and added to that list you can add lots of great things about being a tasmanian because i think we exaggerate some of the things that it means to be an australian and one of those great things about being an australian is this thing called egalitarianism big word especially before the nine o'clock breakfast but egalitarianism means you know we're all equal you know we don't call our prime minister uh, Ms. Gillard, we we call her Julia. You know, we, we when John Howard was prime minister, hardly anyone called him Mr. Howard. It was Johnny. Yeah, you know, we, oh, yeah. we we have this that that not the prime minister's no better than us, no higher than us. We, we're all equal. Now, that's a gr- there's a there's an element of fantastic truth there, fantastic, and it's a great thing. But the it it over it it spills over into the discussion I want to have today where it actually becomes disrespectful. It actually becomes disrespectful. And you bring it back down into the shop floor, literally into, into a shop where you have uh, customer service people, salespeople uh, there who have an egalitarian mindset, which means that customer walks in, you know, they're no better than me. You know, they're, 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 their wants, needs are no more important than mine. And I think any business that has customer service people that operate like that or any business people that operate their business like that uh, are not positioning themselves to to maximise their potential as a business because mm-hmm. there needs to be a service culture. In other words, someone comes into the shop, it's not a matter of, uh, well, if I, if I start serving them, they'll think they're more important than me or better than me or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is an attitude that is is going to spell doom for a business. Yeah. And okay. unfortunately, some businesses will be able to get by because, well, the rest of the pack aren't much better and customers will put up with it. And it's, it's unfortunate that that's the case. But uh, any business that can begin to show their staff, hey, that the customer really is someone of value, someone of importance, and you can serve them, mm-hmm. You know, they may mistreat you. They may not respect you. They they may not pay you your due as far as courtesy or whatever. But if you just keep serving them, their issue is their issue. But our issue is how we respond. And we're going to respond by by being people of integrity. We're going to serve them well. And if, if we can help, we will do what we can to help. And we'll do it courteously. I think that that culture of service will radically revolutionise not just our economy in Tasmania, and this is, again, this common theme. Our vision for Tasmania is not just to see the economy improve. It's Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it's not about the economy. It is. It's just not just about the economy. It's about the social fabric. It's about our spiritual well-being. It's about our intellectual capital. It's about how we really achieve what we're doing rather than kidding ourselves mm-hmm. about what we're doing. Cameron, just before we go to a music break, and I know there's some great songs you can pull out of the catalogue on respect. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but, but, you know, just, just a comment about the Gonski Report. Uh, the, the Gonski Report is, is encouraging state governments uh, who control their education in each state to pour massive millions of dollars into the education system. Here's my concern, and it kind of links in with all of this. You can, pour, you can pour good money into a bad system, and all you've done, all you've done is paid more for a bad system. 
And I, I think we, we need to seriously look at what are we trying to do here? You know, when we educate kids, are we trying to get them to pass tests, get them to pass exams, get them to get certificates on the wall? Are we trying to churn out people in a degree mill, just give them a degree as long as they pay the fees? Is this really what education is about? I think we need to we need to ask these questions and then ask the integrated questions. If we if we really were better educated, can we become more respectful? Can we become people of greater integrity? Can we learn to help better? Can we learn to serve better? Can we learn to manage our money better? Can we develop the skills of integrity such as delayed gratification and character strength? These are the issues that I think fundamentally at the core of the solution to our problems here, particularly in Tasmania. Let's come back after the song and let's start dealing with this, this issue that's all integrated, being respectful or being respected. Back after this here on YFM. It's Guy Sebastian on YFM with uh, Respect Yourself. That was a hit in the 80s originally, I believe. But anyway, there it is, uh, the Guy Sebastian version. 8.52, and we're talking today with Dr. Andrew Corbett about being respectable. Yeah, being respectable. So, Cameron, I I think this is one of the critical issues that we need to have in the culture of our, our society, the fabric of our society. There has to be a culture of respect and being respectable so how how do you become somebody who is respected in other words how do you become a respectable person yeah it's almost as if that that even by saying that you know how many parents are encouraging their children go out and live a respectable life it almost sounds like some quaint expression from the the 19th century it's just not something that we really promote that much because it just sounds so outdated it sounds quaint it's just like it belongs to a bygone era today if we measure and we use the the language of measuring how successful someone is it's rarely do do we use the category how well are they respected it's how much money they made what have they achieved what have what what effort have they put in and seen a reward for well i think we need to develop a culture of respect where we we teach our children and as a culture we we learn how to respect Mm. because there 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 are some people that deserve our respect Mm. and this is where you know i said before part of being australian is this is this sense of egalitarianism and what a great thing what a beautiful thing that is we're all equal we have access to i mean cameron basically if you if you wanted to have access to either our governor general quentin bryce or the prime minister of australia Ms. julie gillard within about a month you could you could actually be sitting in their office and that's an amazing thing that any australian has that level of access to the highest leaders in our land do you think we have a tall poppy syndrome issue in australia oh absolutely yeah. absolutely and this is this is where we we you know some people say there's some things we could learn from the Americans, and I and I, I would say so as well. That mm. there's there does seem to be a, an understanding that that in America they have their heroes, they have their their leaders, they have a culture of that seems to be a culture of respect. I'm sure they they are battling with some of these issues themselves, but we're a little bit behind in in that regard. That we yeah we look. We, we may not agree with the politics of our politicians, 
but honestly, Cameron, the way we we talk in public discourse about them often goes beyond disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. And this is not good. <laughs> and it's certainly not good for us as a society and a culture. And you might, you know, people might think, hang on, before the song, Andrew, you were talking about how this links to the economy. What on earth has this got to do with the economy? And my, my answer to that would be a rather lengthy explanation that would be one word, everything. This has everything to do with the economy. This has everything to do with the wellness of our state. This has everything to do with how the future, the next generation is going to enjoy or not enjoy living here. Yeah. Whether, when, whether we learn to respect or not is one of those linchpin decisions. It's one of those turning points that we have to come to and figure out how we're going to process this. Now, being respectable, I think when when we understand that at the core of a culture, if there's not respect, if people are not striving to be respectable, what we are essentially saying as a society, we don't value integrity. We don't value honesty. We don't value courage. Because Cameron, if I was to ask you, tell me someone, which I might do, Cameron, tell me someone you respect. Can you think of someone you respect? I'm uh, looking at somebody right now. Oh, Cameron. No, okay. it's true. Well, give me someone else. <laughs> okay. Can you think of someone else you respect? Um, my mother. Your mother. Okay. Yes. Tell me three things that cause you to respect your mother. Well, she's uh, older and wiser than me for a start. Okay. Um, she's female because I have a lot of respect for females. So she's had to overcome ad some adversity yes. because of that? Sure. Well, yes, I guess so. Yeah, so she's um, developed wisdom. She's overcome adversity. Yeah. yeah. And, um, well, she's um, sort of, I suppose, an author. Well, she loves you. So yeah, she, she loves must, me. Yeah, well, so she, right. she has to pay a price somewhere yes. along the line. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Cameron, think of those things. You, you know, I've put you on the spot there. Yeah, a little bit, but that's A little right. bit, but, but think about the things that, that cause you to respect someone wisdom so they, they've learned yes. from their mistakes so you, you respect somebody who has made mistakes but learnt from those mistakes yes. that, that's essentially mm -hmm. you know the, we give that a fancy word the word wisdom uh, we actually dress it up with another word experience which is yeah. you know the experience is a code word for made lots of mistakes and uh, overcome adversity you know being a female and especially you know that, that vintage of uh, your mum where you, in Australia being a female was, you know, it presented challenges. Mm. And so she's had to learn to overcome that. And she's she's been someone who's uh, loved you and cared for you. Your dad passed away some time ago. So yep. she's she's carried, uh, you a know, a, 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 a yeah. burden. Yeah. And, and look, I think those three things you've just quickly off the cuff identified are three really, really important issues that will cause somebody to... Here's the key word, earn the respect of other people. Now, I'm saying we need to develop a culture where we are becoming respectable. We are being respectable. So what are those things that we can do to develop respectability? And, and I think we've just touched on three of them. I'm, I'm going to suggest that those words could be summed up, you know, courage, uh, integrity and honesty, where we'll introduce some other words in a moment after the news. But but just think about that for a moment. Those are those are precious words 
And we need that in our culture. Don't we need that in our culture? Integrity, courage, and honesty. I mean, we're not talking about flying to the moon. We're not talking about developing a NASA space program here. We're telling, we're talking about something that we don't need another $50 million in our education system to put this culture into schools, into homes, into sporting clubs, into community groups. This is just, this is a free thing. We can do this for free, Cameron. We can develop these traits in our culture and see a generation come through in Tasmania that values courage, integrity, and honesty. Those things that will make us more respectable. Mm. Now, here's, here's a thought just before we go to news. Businesses should conduct themselves in such a way that they not only earn profit, but the respect of their clients and potential clients. Yeah. Cameron, let's come back after the news and continue okay. to talk about being respectable. All good. Here on WayFM, time now for the news. It's 9 o'clock. It's 9.04 here on YFM, and uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett is once again uh, in the middle of his regular Wednesday morning discussion today, talking about uh, being respectable, and uh, you earn, by doing that, you earn respect as well from others. Yeah, well, I think this is the difference, because some people are going to hear this topic, and here we are talking about being respectable, and, and I guess people are going to say, yeah, that's right, we've got to... You know, I deserve to be respected. I'm going to demand respect, and I'm I'm going to teach people to respect me, and we're going to enforce this in the business, in the school, in the home, wherever it might be. And to them, I'd go, whoa, whoa, whoa! Before you leave, <laughs> before you walk out that door, just just pull up a seat, just hang on a tick, because whenever respect is earned, it's given. So respect is given when it's earned. When respect is feigned, that is, it's um, pretended, uh, it's demanded. So respect will be, you know, imitated when it's demanded, but when it's earned, it'll be freely given. And so this is where I, I think we need to be respectable. Parents can demand respect from their children, and there are times when parents need to say, hey, you don't talk to your mother like that, or you yeah. don't talk to me like that. I will not be spoken to like that. And and that's just that's just normal. That's just parental discipline. You, you need to do that. You need to say that. But then you also need to be living the kind of life of courage, integrity, and honesty where you you are earning the respect of your children. Now, I, I tell you now, having been and continuing to be the father of uh, children now, I'm at a, a stage of my life where I have children in my 20s, teens and preteens, uh, all simultaneously right now, that I can tell you that children go through a phase where they are, they just seem to be very disrespectful. And, and I would say that sort yeah. of early to mid, as Chuck Swindoll would say, early, mid, late, post-teens. And, that's, and, and, and I think parents do need to be able to go, whoa, 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 you just crossed a line. The, the, you do not talk to me or your mother like that. But the, there, there is also a point where, where kids aren't dumb. Mm. And after a while, they'll realize, you know, I, I'm speaking to my mum horribly. And yet my mum, she cooks meals she she helps me with my homework she she cleans she's 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 running me around she's a bus service she's 
she's she's really paying a price and sacrificing a lot and, and something switches and we've we've seen this with our children where they realize hey wait a minute my disrespect is irrational here yeah. and and they start showing respect but i tell you you've got to give them something to respect so so parents that are negligent they they don't pastor their children they don't parent their children i think every parent needs to be a pastor to their children they need to be you know have those those rituals whether it be walking home from the bus washing the dishes at night you know where the child might wash and you dry or you you wash and they dry where you can just stand and talk with them and ask them about how they're going in their day and what they're thinking about and those sorts of things eventually children will respect that they they will respect hey my my mum my dad really really care about me and i think in the workplace as well the boss can demand respect but a boss who earns respect who tells the story of the business who describes you know hey before this business was here it was nothing we we built this business we we put every cent we had we took a risk we we mortgaged our house we, we sold our left kidney. You know, we, we did everything mm-hmm. we could mm-hmm. to, to be able to, to build this business to where it's at so that you could have a job. <laughs> you know? And we, we want to see you not just have a job, but have a great job. And you not just have a great job, but have a great career and, and so on. And bosses that can do that, that can walk the talk, not, not live in yesterday, but be able to tell the story of their business, create a culture of respect, will probably be more inclined to earn the respect of those who are employed by them so respect is given when it's earned respect is feigned when it is demanded now here's another point just before we go to a song cameron respect comes at a cost compromise comes with a buy now pay later plan (laughs) you compromise you may not pay a price right now because you've bought something right now but it will come back to bite you. It will, it will, it will down the track come back to bite you. <laughs> Cameron, Kim and I went out to the movies last night. We don't normally do this. I wanted to take my wife out. So we went out. We saw the, the movie Iron Man 3. Now, my wife is just so not into boy flicks. <laughs> just not into. Are you into chick flicks? <clears throat> She's about as much into boy flicks as I'm into chick flicks. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really interesting about Iron Man 3, and I'm probably not the first one to point this out, is that the very opening scene of the movie, he confesses to compromising. He confesses to doing something quite disrespectful and compromising. And he makes the point that sometimes it's the little things that you do that create the demons that will haunt you for the rest of your life. And I thought, wow. <laughs> now, if I, you know, if you forget the rest of the movie, the CGI, and there was actually, there was strangely, there was actually a little bit of a storyline which caught me off guard a bit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a plot in there somewhere, and it centered around this very thought, the little compromises. And that's what he said, they were just little compromises they took no time at all okay. and a movie starts in 1999 in Bern Switzerland where he he commits two little compromises and he said they were the demons that he created that would haunt him for the rest of his days 
And I thought, boy, isn't that telling when here we are talking about respect and respect comes at a price. Mm. It comes at a price. You know, when we talk about respect involving courage, we're really saying that you'll have to pay a price and that will take courage. You'll have to stand your ground. Parents, you'll, you'll have to stand up to your children at times. Because they will be, they, you know, they will be disrespectful. You'll have to pay a price, and that price may be, you know, a, a, a fellowship with your children that is that is kind of cold and distant because you're standing your ground. Yes. And there's a price to pay. It's so much easier to give in to your child and let them just get whatever they want, have whatever they want. But I tell you, at the end of the day, you won't be. They won't respect you. No. And and, and the same with businesses. It'd be so much easier to cheat on your taxes, cheat your suppliers cheat your customers uh, but at the end of the day you you will pay a high price because compromise always comes with a buy now pay later plan yes, yes. so respect is is one of those things that we we really need to make sure that we are paying the price it it, it comes with a high price tag. Cameron, let, let's come back after this, this next song. Okay. and let, 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 We've got a couple more points to make about being respectable and hopefully we'll link it all together and show, you know, if we can get, in the, get, get this into the grassroots, the fabric of our state here in Tasmania, we can actually begin to see not just our state turn around, the culture of our state, but our economy turn around and we can put in the ground seed that will give us a great future for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. Okay, back more in just a moment here on YFM. After this song from Eli, this is Secondhand Clothing. It's Eli on YFM Secondhand Clothing, uh, bringing us up to 9.17, and uh, the final part of our talk with Dr. Andrew Corbett this morning with... Uh, uh, the subject being on being respectable. So um, let's um, get into the last section. Okay, here's an interesting thing, Cameron. In a marriage, men want something out of that marriage and women want something out of that marriage. And, you know, there's, there's a certain physical gratification that comes from marriage. But, but ultimately, women are looking for love and men are looking for respect. Yeah. And if wives can learn to respect their husbands, and th this doesn't always come easily, and oftentimes husbands don't always help the cause, but if women can learn to respect their husbands, they'll probably find the very attributes that they are admiring will grow, and those things that are gratiating will diminish. Similarly, if husbands can learn to love their wives a bit more unconditionally they'll probably find the things that they love will magnify and grow and those things that they find less lovely or lovable will probably diminish men want respect here's some very very practical things that will cause people to become more respectable very very practical firstly if you start something, finish it. Yeah. Uh, how long did it take you to do your degree, Cameron? Four years. Four years. Did you ever want to quit? No. You didn't? You kept going? Yeah, I kept going. Okay. It's a three-year course too, so I actually had to do it longer than, than I thought, so ah. than, than was necessary as well. 
Can I ask why? Uh, well, I went straight from school to, to uni, so and I went to a private school, so it was very much a, a culture shock for me, and I just didn't do very well in my first year, as well okay. as I would have liked to have done. Okay, all right. So you kept going? Yes. And you kept going until you finished it? And I Correct. Think if I was to ask you a related question, were there others who started the course with you who didn't finish it? Yes. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a bit of a no-brainer. Yes. That that you you would probably say some of those people who didn't finish it may have been brighter than you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, and so the race is not always won by the fastest. No. The race is often won by the one who finishes first. Yes. I, mean, I, I, I don't want that to sound like, well, duh. It's like, no, no, you, you've got to appreciate that, that a lot of people will start off in a race and they won't mm. finish it. I don't know if you saw the the docudrama or the I guess it was a drama more than a docudrama on Cliffy Young uh, no. the other Sunday night. And and a part of that was the fact that he won that, that famous Sydney to Melbourne race simply because he finished. You know, eighty percent of the contestants didn't finish the race. Yeah. So sometimes there well, are, Stephen Bradbury <coughs> comes to mind. Stephen Bradbury, what, a, what a, an iconic Australian! There's somebody who is he one of the? I think it was one of only three men that finished that yeah, that, that right. race, yeah. and they all got a medal <laughs> as a result. And that there's there's a method to the madness to 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 at least finish something. You, you gain so much more respect. I've I got to yes. tell you, Cameron, there's, there's, there's something that sinks in my heart when I hear about people who start something and don't finish it. Mm. You know, I, 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 I love tennis. Unlike Andre Agassi, I love tennis. <laughs> oh, Andre, reading his, his biography, he describes his, his loathing of tennis. Just hated tennis, was forced to play played it out of sufferance, was exceptionally talented, oh, yeah. continued to do it. And he talks about his hate for the the tennis uh, clinic, the tennis school that he had to go to, Nick Boliteri's Tennis Academy in Miami, Florida. And he, and he describes Nick Boliteri, and I don't know Nick, so Nick, if you're listening, apologies, <laughs> I'm not trying to cast aspersions on you, this is just the way Andre Agassi described you as having been married at least six times, but no one could be sure because they lost count. And okay. now, Andre Agassi is not telling us that because he wants the reader to grow in their respect for Nick Boliteri. He, he's actually saying it, I would imagine, and I would imagine he would tell you this too, to be disrespectful. He's actually not wanting the reader to show any respect to this man that he did not get along with, Nick Boliteri. Because he, he had, you know, he says six marriages. He, he'd, he'd started several businesses and they'd all failed. And he, he sets up this man as not worthy of respect because he'd started things and bailed. He started things and didn't finish. You want to be someone who becomes respectable, learn to finish what you start. Hmm. Start something and finish it. Now, there could be kids, kids young people, who have started the university degree, and here we are midterm. We're coming up pretty much to the end of first semester break. And you might be thinking, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I would say that is perfectly normal mm, after yeah. first semester, Absolutely. especially after second semester, especially after third semester, after fourth semester, 
the 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 temptation to quit is almost overwhelming mm. and you, you you know and i know people who've done degrees in for example architecture I met somebody who in architecture i think is a five-year degree and they they started off doing architecture going this will be fun by the time they finish their third year they hate everything to do with architecture they do the fourth year because well this they're, they're committed and then they do the fifth year because well i might as well because i've, I've nearly knocked this yes. thing off now yes and so they graduate having done something that for two or three years they just despised now i got to tell you i actually respect people who can do that now i know that there's going to be a whole lot of other gurus uh, not other gurus a whole lot of gurus out there i'm not trying to say i'm a guru because i'm certainly not but who will say well if you're not happy stop doing it i got to tell you life does not transact on the currency of happiness and respect is not earned if you only ever do what makes you happy and I know, look, I'm going to sound like a salmon swimming upstream against the, the, the school of fish swimming downstream on this one because happiness has been made to be the currency of our generation, the currency of our culture. But I'm saying if you want to be respectable, there are going to be times where you're going to have to, uh, how do we say, suck it up, princess. You know, you're going to have to, you, you, are, you are going to have to grit your teeth you are going to have to hold on. You're going to have to take one more step. You are going to have to take one more step after that. You're just going to have to keep going. And what a feeling it is when you complete it. That is exactly yes. right, Cameron. You, you give yourself a little bit of self-respect yep. when you finish something. Exactly. You know, you, you talk about taking four years to complete a three-year degree. You know how long it took me to complete my first degree? How long? My first three-year degree took me 10 years. Oh, well, there you are. Yeah. Now, and that, and that is an exercise in plodding, mm. just plodding, yes. plodding, plodding, plodding. My doctoral studies took seven years. Others could do it in four. It took me seven. You know, I just, again, plod, 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 plod. Now, I, I think, we, and there are times when you won't enjoy what you're doing, but courage says, I'm going to look my enemy in the eye. And my enemy might be myself at this point. It might be my overwhelming temptation to quit yeah but i'm going to overcome this so if you want to be respectable finish what you start it takes courage to do that if you want to be respectable you're you're going to be someone of integrity now let me just explain integrity we've, we've touched on it before but a person of integrity is going to be offered compromise they're going to be offered a shortcut they're going to be offered a way to achieve something without paying a price and compromise will look very, very tempting. It will look so attractive. But the person who will be respected will be somebody who said, I could cheat and I could get this and I could get it quickly, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be a person of integrity, which means if the security cameras are on me or not on me during the exam, I don't care. I don't, I don't live my life differently if i know i'm being watched mm. i live my life consistently and if, and and that means i won't compromise i won't cheat and i tell you the person who lives their life like that like if i say that if i say this name cameron tell me does it conjure up emotions of respect or other 
Lance Armstrong. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, think, I think I've made my point. Here's somebody who epitomizes what is not respectable. No. Just unrespectable. You know, we have somebody who... Let's flip this equation. What about... Who's the Australian writer at the moment? I can see Cadell Evans. Cadell Evans. Cadell yes. Evans. Look, here's a guy who's coming third and fourth in races now, but you know he's mm. clean. Yes. You know he's there because he's working darn hard to be there. You know, and, and what a delightful thing to see him with, I presume, his adopted son last week. You know, um, just just a beautiful picture of a dad. And I thought, you know, here's a guy who's clearly a, an elite world athlete. Yes. I mean, you don't win the Tour de France with being a slacker. So here's, no. here's a guy who's, who's, who's going to get out in history. He's one of the best cyclists ever. And he's clean. Yep. And then the other day when I saw him with his son, I thought, and he's a dad. And I know that when you're a dad, it, 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 it affects how much effort you can put into your training. Yes. I know that. And, and the fact that he's still coming third, wow. <laughs> Good on him. Yeah, Good on exactly. him. Exactly. And so he earns my respect. Yes. See, so let, let, let's wrap this up. You, you, want to be a, you want to be respectable? Be a person of courage. And for you, courage might mean, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to get off the couch after tea each night. It's cold out there. I really don't want to. It's raining. I don't want to go for a 2K walk or whatever, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to show some courage and do it. I, I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be a person of honesty. If, I, I always tell someone is being honest with me when they correct themselves. You know, we are talking and say, the other day I saw three people, no, hang on, uh, sorry, it was four people or, or whatever it was. They do that kind of thing all mm, the time. Mm. And it shows me, hey, this is somebody who's worthy of respect. They they are able to value honesty. Cameron, if we can create a respectable culture, if we can create a generation that knows how to be respectable it will have a, a dramatic effect on how we interact with others, how we treat others, how we treat the, the vulnerable in our society, how we treat the less well-off, how sales staff treat customers walking into their shops, yes. how business people treat their employees, how voters treat their politicians, how politicians treat their electorate. If we can be a culture that values respect and, be, and becoming respectable, at the end of the day, it will have a dramatic effect on our economy. And I think, Cameron, as we look at where our state's going, we're, in, we're at a crossroads right now. Yeah, yeah. We are either going to go down a road where we become less respectable or more respectable. More respectable yeah. And I want our state to go down the, let's pay the price. Let's don't just go with the buy it now, pay later compromise plan. Let's go with the respectable plan, and it means we're going to start paying a price right now. Karen, I'll be back next Wednesday, and let's see if we can keep throwing the cat among the proverbial pigeons. Indeed. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Andrew Colbert, for joining us this morning. He'll be back next week, and, of course, he'll be in tomorrow night with Finding Truth Matters. I'll, uh, we'll be downloading, uh, well, sorry, uploading uh, the message this morning on uh, our website shortly for you to download. This is YFM on the right track. It's 9.31.